the Public News Service Door Newscast, January the 27th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. Healthcare professionals say low pay and a worker shortage have led a dramatic number of nursing homes in rural Iowa to close their doors. Looking at a graph that shows the number of nursing home employees between January 2019 and January 2020, the bright red line goes almost straight down. The pandemic was a big reason for that, but Iowa Healthcare Association President Brent Willett says there are other economic factors at work, and the staffing shortages have already resulted in double-digit closures. It is alarming. The latest figures are we've had 17 nursing homes in Iowa close in the last 12 months. 15 of those 17 have been in rural parts of the state. Willett says nursing homes can't offer competitive wages to people who are willing to take these demanding jobs, especially in rural areas where the population is declining. He remains optimistic, though. He says the Iowa legislature will reconsider those wages this year, as more than half of nursing home funding comes from state and federal governments. I'm Mark Moran. By nearly every measure, voter fraud in U.S. elections is rare. But that is not stopping the Texas legislature from considering dozens of bills this session, some of which a voter rights groups call extreme. The Texas Republican Party has made election security one of its legislative priorities this year, with bills introduced to further restrict access to the ballot box. In contrast, Democrats are pushing legislation to expand voting access. Texas's ACLU senior attorney Matt Simpson believes some of the bills, including one to change the penalty for illegal voting from a misdemeanor to a felony, will create fear and intimidate people at the polls. If you take a step back and you try to identify where the election fraud is that's being targeted, all these proposals more or less amount to solutions in search of a problem. And Texas hasn't really had an election fraud problem. Following the defeat of Donald Trump by President Joe Biden in 2020, Texas's GOP-dominated legislature approved multiple new voting restrictions, including rules for voting by mail, a prohibition on drive through and 24-hour voting, and a reduction in local initiatives meant to make it easier to vote. I'm Roz Brown. A 359-page audit of the 2020 election was released by the Texas Secretary of State's office. And now from the New York Times, five fired Memphis police officers have been charged with murder in the death of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man hospitalized after a confrontation with police during a traffic stop. The officers fired last week accused of using excessive force. This is Public News Service. Now to Connecticut, where healthcare professionals and advocates say it will take sweeping reforms to bolster the state's failing public health system. At the Labor Union 1199 SEIU's Healthcare Policy Symposium, experts spoke of the system's long-time underfunding and staffing shortages. A union-related group called Expand Services to Save Lives wants to see part of the state's multi-billion dollar surplus used to address the issues, including $30 million to recruit and retain public health workers. Rebecca Simonson with 1199 SEIU says the state needs to revitalize this system of critical services. State healthcare services generally serve the most at-risk, highest-need complex residents, often folks without insurance, often folks that have been turned away from the private sector. And we've created these services because, as a state, we believe that every resident's life should be valued. In 2022, the state received a $32 million grant from the CDC for public health workforce development. 
I'm Edwin J. Vieira. And in her fifth State of the State address this week, Governor Jennifer Whitmer emphasized policies designed to put more money in the pockets of folks from Michigan. The second-term Democrat included several proposals, including a plan to cut the tax on retirement income that played well with Michigan seniors. Melissa Seifert with AARP Michigan says the governor's speech set a positive tone for the new legislative session. She says her group's priorities include more funding for long-term care and help for the state's caregivers. Right now, 68% of Michigan's Medicaid dollars actually go to nursing homes. We want to see a rebalancing of those to put back into resources for home and community-based services. Seifert says AARP is also watching legislation to lower drug prices, expand access to affordable housing, and make it easier for people to save for retirement. Republican lawmakers in the minority for the first time in years say they'll wait for the governor's proposed budget before passing judgment on her programs. Mark Richardson reporting. And finally, our Alex Gonzalez lets us know as National News Literacy Week comes to an end, one Nevada journalism professor says media professionals need to make building trust with their audience a top priority. According to the News Literacy Project, only 26% of Americans say they trust most news most of the time. Professor Baromita Payne at University of Nevada, Reno, says she teaches her journalism students to foster those relationships by giving audiences an idea of how stories are curated. Putting a line in the story that also tells the audience that not only was this source vetted, but how exactly was that vetting done? This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up a week with Public News Service member and listener supported. Here are some great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.